0: Hi, I'm Joaquin Evans, co-senior leader of Bethel Austin. I pray that Jesus ministers to you through today's message and that you are blessed deeply. If you're encouraged, please like and subscribe so you can stay up to date with all of our weekly sermons. Enjoy the message. All right. Well, I'm expectant uh, for what God is going to do tonight. I believe... Uh, That God is, he's already doing it, but God's going to release a deeper rest and satisfaction in him tonight. And uh, the title of this message, um, I changed it last second. I'm calling it, Jesus is Better Than Tacos. (laughs) The subtitle is, Only Jesus Satisfies. But listen, listen. Austin is like the breakfast taco capital of the world. Did you know that? We have some bomb tacos. Like amazing tacos, like heavenly encounter almost tacos. And I'm here to tell you tonight, Jesus is better than tacos. That's a bold statement in Austin. He's better than queso too. Oh man. Oh man. Thank you, Lord. Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna dive in a little uh kind of deep tonight. <laughs> so uh you guys ready? Um I wanna start with this. Uh during the last um 14 years I've been walking radically with the Lord. Um, I have a visitation of the Lord about once, sometimes twice a year. Out of all those 14 years, the Lord has come once or twice a year and visited me uh, in this way. And his, his abiding, revelatory presence comes and it just rests on me for like two or three days. And I just meet with the Lord. I just hear him and he releases revelation uh, and, and what's interesting is that over the last 14 years, um, he's, when he's come and done this, it's almost always the same revelation, but just deeper still. And as a minister, you know, as a preacher, I'm oftentimes like, God, give me fresh revelation, Like, I got to preach a new message, right? Like something fresh and God comes and he visits me and he does the same, he releases the same truth. And that truth is this, only Jesus satisfies. And it's often, I've noticed throughout these years that it's often in a season where God's about to build something new in my life he comes and he visits me and he lays a foundation. Only Jesus satisfies. And on that foundation, he builds something afresh. Every year, every year he comes. And recently I had this visitation again. And um, tonight I want to compel you to make Jesus your everything. And I want to start in John 6:35. Uh, John six thirty five, it says, and Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. He who comes to me shall never hunger and he who believes in me shall never thirst. I wanna throw this in here if you want if you wanna have a strong prayer life, I wanna encourage you to talk to God about his word. Like with this, with this verse, I am the bread of life. God, you are the bread of life. What does that mean? He who comes to me, how do I come to you, God? I want to come to you, God, shall never hunger. God, what does that look like to never hunger? He who believes in me, God, how do I, what does that mean? Believe, what does it mean to believe in you and never thirst? I want that, God. If you want a strong prayer life, you just do that. Go verse by verse in the Bible. Talk to God about his word. He loves to talk about his word. Jesus is the bread of life. We are called to feast on him and him alone. You know, when you feast on Jesus, you lose your appetite for anything else. Have you guys ever met someone who's satisfied? That moment they're satisfied? I uh, I got to go to this restaurant in Austin. It was uh, started by a Michelin star sushi uh, chef group. And they uh, opened this restaurant recently in Austin. It was like a 16 course bomb meal, right? Like, like insane. 12 seats and six staff, like just such a, such an amazing uh, experience. And by the last bite, I took the last bite, I was satisfied. (laughs) 16 courses later, I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) It was so good that uh, I actually didn't eat for 24 hours after that because I didn't want to mess up my palate. It was at such a high level that if I ate anything else, it would bring me down. (laughs) That's how good it was. And Jesus is better than a Michelin star restaurant. There's something about being satisfied. When you're satisfied, you're at rest. You're at peace. You're content. On the inside. When you're satisfied, you're not anxious, you're not uneasy, there's an ease about you. When you're satisfied, you don't look to anything or any person to fill a need. Our needs are met in Jesus. When you're satisfied, you're free from insecurity because you found true security. When we feast on Jesus, we enter into His rest. You know, I uh, I'm the young adults pastor here, and um, I get to see a lot of young people. I've been a part of a couple ministry schools, and I can tell. I've kind of learned learned this through the years. I can tell if a young person is going to burn for Jesus for the long haul. I can tell. I I can I over the years I've noticed something that is a sign that someone's gonna burn for Jesus for the long haul. And it's not how active they are in the ministry. It's not how much they're doing for God, how much favor they have on their life. It's not the relationships they have. They could be connected to amazing men and women of God. It's not the gifting on their life. It's not the anointing. They could be praying for people and seeing people healed. It's this, they're at rest deep in their soul. If I see that in a young person, I know they've tasted, they've eaten of the Lord and Him alone, and they're at rest because you can only be truly at rest deep inside if you feast on Jesus. Only Jesus can give us rest. Only Jesus can satisfy our souls. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this, come to me all who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. You know, years ago I had an encounter with the Lord and I was in a season of prayer and fasting, seeking the Lord and I was praying and I was in my room, I was just praying, and, I, and then all of a sudden, I was taken into a vision. And in the vision, it was, I saw this walking path, and it went up, and it was, it was this walking path up this hill, and I knew on the other side of this hill was the ocean. And in the vision, I'm walking up this path, towards the ocean, but I can't see the ocean. And I get to this point where I see all these people on the ground and they're eating crumbs off the ground. And, and they, I knew they were believers, they were Christians. And they were eating, like they were, it was like they were like so hungry and they're eating these crumbs off the ground. And in the vision, I saw two types of crumbs. I saw moldy crumbs, and I saw regular crumbs, and I knew immediately in my spirit that these uh, Christians were feasting. They were eating these crumbs, and the moldy crumbs were making some of them sick. And I knew they were eating of sin. I knew those crumbs were things like sexual immorality, drugs, you know, alcohol addiction, perversion, different things that they were they were eating. They were feeding themselves on. And then there were these other people, these other believers, they were eating crumbs. But what was interesting is they were just normal crumbs. There was nothing hurting them. They weren't bad things, they, but they were feasting on them and they weren't satisfying them. And I knew, like, I saw specifically a few things, but I knew those, those crumbs that weren't moldy were just things like relationships and sports and entertainment and ministries, even, and jobs and stuff like that. It wasn't bad things, but they were, they were feasting on something that didn't satisfy. And I kept walking on this path, and I got to the top of the hill, and I could see the beach. And on the beach, I saw as, as far as you could see to the east and to the west, a table. It's when Joaquin talked about this, he didn't know what I was going to share tonight. A table set out of the best food you could ever imagine. It was as far as you could see. I mean, there was, you know, steak, brisket. There was amazing Korean food. Listen. Probably more than half of it was just Korean food. It was so bomb. <clears> There's <throat> It was the best food you could ever imagine. And Jesus was standing at the table and he said to me, come and eat. And I went down to the table and I, I started to eat of this table. And it was the best food you could ever imagine. And I knew it was the things of God. It was, it was Jesus himself, his presence. And I was feasting on this table. And I was just, just undone by how good he is, how much he satisfies. And there was even part of me, like, I grew up in, in church and never knew. I, I had eaten breadcrumbs my whole life. And I never knew there was this table. Many don't know there is this table available And Jesus said to me, you can have as much of me as you want. And that marked my life. It was Isaiah 55. (laughs) Come, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come buy and eat. Isn't that funny? You have no money, but you need to come and buy. You know why? Because it'll cost you everything. It'll cost you everything. It just won't cost you money. Come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which does not satisfy Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good and delight yourself in rich food. There are a lot of believers who are eating breadcrumbs when the table is set before them. You can do all the right Christian activity and have never eaten of the table. You can even come to a Bethel Austin service and have never eaten of the table. The only way that you can eat of his table is you have to let go of the crumbs. It's, it was the only requirement. You have to let go of the crumbs and, and come to him and believe, and you will never hunger or thirst again. Um, I love this verse, Psalms 37.4, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. How many of you love that verse? I uh, I used to think, I no longer think it means this, but I used to think it meant delight in the Lord. God, I love you. I delight in you. And I'll give you the desires of your heart like, oh, that ministry that you're desiring, that house you're desiring, that family you're desiring, you know, I'll give it to you. I actually don't think that's what it means anymore. And this is part of that. When I get this visitation from the Lord, only Jesus satisfies. He just goes a little deeper. And this is a recent one for me that he just went a little deeper in. I, I think now it means this. You delight yourself in the Lord and you'll you'll find that he's the one that satisfies every desire of your heart is met by him and him alone only jesus satisfies um <clears throat> you know we are a people of faith amen this church is a is a church that we We believe in the promises of God. We dream big with God. Amen. In that pursuit, I want to say this. I think it's important because it is the foundation. You know, we're called to believe for big promises in our lives, but we're not called to partake of them to satisfy our soul. It's important. It's the foundation it's the, it's, the, it's the ground ground level. And I'm gonna share um, out of a little about Moses in Exodus 33. You know, Moses knew that the promise wasn't what satisfied. Moses in Exodus 33, I'm just gonna paraphrase it, but he's leading the Israelites and God says to Moses, he says, He's pretty much says, I'm going to give you the land I promised. And I'm going to send angels to clear it for you. Supernatural power to give you this promise. But I'm not going to go with you. You know that Moses could have had the promise and lost God. But he actually, what did he say? He said this. He said, listen, he didn't want the promise more than he wanted God. He said, listen, I don't want it. I don't want it. If you're not going to go with me, I don't want it. Don't send me up from here. And he goes, if I found favor in your sight, God. Wow, what a powerful prayer. I've been praying that a lot recently. (laughs) He says, let us be your people, right? Wow, that should be our prayer. If we've found favor in your sight, God. Let us be your people in Austin. And he goes, don't send me here without your, your presence. And God says, I'll, I'll go with you. Moses knew that the promise wasn't what satisfied. It was God, him alone. As a people of faith, we are called to believe for the promise and steward what God has put in front of us but not partake of it as our source of satisfaction. The truth is the promise, the breakthrough, the God dream in your heart will never satisfy you. Only Jesus satisfies. All right, I'm going to go. This is a little, this is Ben's opinion. Say Ben's opinion. <laughs> not Bethel Austin's opinion. Uh, my opinion, you know, on why some of these well-known leaders in the body of Christ fall. Personally, I believe that some of them start to partake of the breadcrumbs of influence, fame, wealth, power, And they're no longer satisfied by Jesus and him alone. When you stop eating from the table of the Lord and you start eating of breadcrumbs, you find yourself needing more. And you're not at rest. You're not at rest. And when I see that, you know, when I see that, my personal response is never, I never want to throw stones Whenever I see a leader fall, I always, I always go, God, give me the fear of the Lord. I, I, genuinely, I genuinely do this. God, better, greater men than me have fallen. Let me have the fear of the Lord. Let me be someone who feasts on you and you alone. God, if you release big promises, let me not partake of them as my satisfaction. Let me be grounded in you, God that only you would satisfy, that you could take it all in a moment and I wouldn't be moved because it's not a source in my life. How do you know if you have breadcrumbs that you are eating in your life? If you take it all away, are you still at rest in your soul? If the promise never happened, if the breakthrough never came, if everything was stripped from you, would Jesus be enough? I'm telling you, God wants to build big dreams. But the foundation has to be, I'm fully satisfied in Jesus and him alone. It has to be. a prayer that I often pray as a reminder to my soul, I feel like I pray it more for me, is this, if I have nothing, I have you, Jesus, and that is everything. If I have nothing, if it all got taken away, I have you, Jesus, and that is everything. I want to compel you tonight to make Jesus your everything. Make him your delight. Make him the pursuit of your heart. Make him the desire of your heart. Make him the one that you think about when you wake up. Make him the very air that you breathe. Let go of all the crumbs. If you let Jesus satisfy you, you will never thirst for anything ever again. If you make him your delight, you'll find that all your desires are fulfilled. He is our great reward, he's the pearl of great price, he's the very bread of life. How do we satisfy ourselves in Jesus? Number one, you have to let go of all the breadcrumbs in your life. Full surrender. You have to let it all go and you come to him. You have to, as he said, come to him and believe daily. It's not a one-time event. It's not a, you know, oh, I i I did that once, or I did that at this service. It's a daily partaking of him and him alone. You have to make Jesus your everything, make him your pursuit you know i I try to do that like man if i'm i try to I try to steer this the best that I can, but you know we're all. Just growing, we're all just learning. But I try to, I try to be careful that, oh, am I, is Jesus on my mind? Is he the desire of my heart? Or am I filling myself with other things? You know, when I wake up in the morning and we're uh Jeanette, I mean we we're pretty um we live a full-on life. We have a lot going on. <laughs> um, We're busy and I'm like, I don't want busyness to be a a breadcrumb in my life. Like that doesn't, I know a lot of people that they partake of busyness and that's what fills them. And if you take that away from them, they're not satisfied. I don't, I don't want that to be something that satisfies me. I want to wake up desiring Jesus not for the promise, not for what he can do for me, but just to feast on him, partake of him, partake of him, the bread of life, every day. God, let it let, let us desire you, God, every day. How do you satisfy yourself in Jesus? Ask him. To show you how to feast on him. Can I have the worship team come back up here? God can release big promises on people that feast on him. I, uh, I remember... Um, man probably three or four years ago, maybe maybe more than that, probably four years ago, I was praying and just asking the Lord, like praying, God, I just want more of you. I want more of you. You're the desire of my heart. And I heard the Lord give me a question. And he said, would you sell everything and be homeless? if it meant more of me in your life, more of my presence. And I felt, I honestly felt, I felt a weightiness in the question. And I felt my spirit like wrestle a little bit, but it rose up. And I, I was like, yes, God, I—I I, yes. This yes came out of my, my heart. And what's crazy is, again, it's like the foundation was laid it was like a foundation. Money wasn't gonna satisfy me. Having things wasn't gonna satisfy me. So this foundation got laid, and then God built. And we we the next year we probably gave away more money than we made that year. Literally gave away more than we we made the previous year. It's but it's like it's important. It's like, but it's like we need to make sure. That I'm not feasting on that. We're not feasting on the promise. We're not satisfying ourselves on that. The point was this, the foundation. If I had nothing, it wouldn't matter. I, it doesn't matter. I want him and him alone. God wants to build big dreams in this house. But we need to be satisfied in him and him alone. If you're here uh, tonight and you know that you have breadcrumbs in your life, you have crumbs, whether moldy or not, I believe that the Lord wants to bring us to his table to feast on him tonight a little bit more. We've already been doing it, but why not a little bit more? I think that God wants us to enter into his rest tonight so that you're at rest deep in your soul. God wants you to be at rest. He doesn't want that. He doesn't want that anxiousness, that that thing inside of you that's, that needs something from people or needs something from, you know, whatever. It's like, no, you're satisfied. You're satisfied. You're at rest. God wants that for you. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, please visit BethelATX.com.